Are termites contagious? Cathedral ceilings way up high. How do you stay cool? And a foundation shift that is so bad the front door won't open. All this and more on the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. I'm going to start with an email question. It's a, a from Lisa in Nederland, and she says, contractors for a new home build, new home build for Nederland, Port Arthur area. Well, you, you got a few choices here. You know, a lot of times people want to try to do some of the stuff themselves. Other times they just want to hire a contractor who's going to do it turnkey, take care of everything for you. If you want to do it yourself, take a look at You Build It. Now, You Build It, they, they, they have franchises all over the, the country. And basically what they do is they have a list of subcontractors that you can use and you become the general contractor. Uh, you hire the guys, you tell them when to be there, how you want things done. That leaves it open where you can do certain parts of the project yourself. Um, so that's one way of, of taking a look at it. The other way, uh, you can give a company, well, David Weekly Homes is a good example. They build track homes, but they also have a division that does uh, custom homes on your lot. So you could give them a call. And uh, they have the nice thing about dealing with David Weekly, they got showrooms where you can go in and pick all the stuff you want. Uh, you got uh, designers and stuff to go over all the plans and everything. So that'll give you two places that you can uh, talk to and make a decision kind of which way you want to go. So I know a lot of people are running irrigation systems right now. And it's not just for water in the yard, a lot of them for the foundation watering as well. But I got an email from Larry in Garland, and he says he's asking about an irrigation system loud thump when the system automatically turns on. He says, about two weeks ago, when my irrigation system turned on during the night, I got a loud swishing sound and then a loud thud. Not the hammer effect where it keeps hammering. Just one thud. I have one master valve that then feeds to the four other valves. When I turn each on manually, no thud. I have an old system that uses the anti-siphon where pipe comes out of the ground and a brass valve at the top lets air in. The pipe continues back into the ground. What's the problem and the solution? With just a water hammer, a rester installed before the first valve handle it. Thanks much, Larry. Well, Larry, what you described is actually a water hammer. Uh, the when you get that thumping sound, where it's uh, thump, 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 uh, when you turn the water on, that's usually an O-ring or a washer that's just plain wore out, and you replace that washer, and, and you're good to go again. When it's just that one thud that's normally a water hammer so the fix is pretty simple uh, i mean your system wasn't doing it before so i don't see a, a real need to add another arrestor it probably has one somewhere so shut all the water off to the to the house open all the valves drain all the pipes out then close all the valves turn the water back on and go to the furthest one away from where the water comes in the house open it up let the water flow through what that does is as you were asking about those uh, arresters 
it drains the water out of them and lets it fill back up with air again. And that should take care of the water hammer you're having. If it doesn't, yes, you can put a an arrestor there where your system is. But like I said, unless this was doing it since the whole time that the system's been running, there's probably not a real reason to add an arrestor to it now. Hopefully that'll help you out with that situation, Larry, and anybody else who's having that problem. Now, that swishing sound you hear when it when they uh, come on or turn off, and I, I really think, Larry, it's, it's probably when your system is turning off. But regardless, the way those valves work, it's they're electric-controlled, and that little solenoid comes on, and it rotates a, a little ball valve that then starts letting the water run through. Well, as it's rotating the water starts rushing through the little opening and that's where you're starting to hear the kind of that rushing uh, swishing sound. Once it's open all the way, then that usually stops again or once it's closed all the way. It does it both opening and closing because you're restricting the water flow. And it, it's not like when you manually turn it on and off, you're, you're actually opening and closing a gate valve typically and the irrigation system is usually a ball valve. Now, if your hose bibs have where you're just turning a lever, a quarter turn, then you're dealing with a ball valve there as well. And you'll hear that same swishing if you open it slowly. Christine, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Yeah, I was curious about the uh, your experience with termites. Um, I've gotten a few homes recently uh, through inheritance and new to the business, and I've been told the second you mention termites, you have termites, <laughs> and I'm not really <laughs> sure how to visually inspect for them. Uh, if you can well, give me any, if that's the case, I don't want to talk about termites if the, if I'm going to get them just because I talk about them. But no, <laughs> well, termites are an issue. You do have to keep an eye out for them. Uh, but you know, really, when you look at how many houses are here in the Houston area and how few houses have termites. It, it's not as big of issue as, as we always make it out to be. The reason we make it out to be such an issue, though, is when you have them, it can be a nightmare to get rid of them, and it, it costs a few bucks to get rid of them. It's it's not cheap, and, it, and if you let them uh, go for any amount of time, the expense to get rid of them drastically goes up because if, if you keep an eye out, you catch them early, it's just a a treatment for you know a few hundred several hundred dollars around the perimeter but when you let them right. get infested into the house uh, and you get to mm -hmm. the point where the house has to be tented and all that kind of stuff now you're talking you know ten thousand dollars and stuff so it is and important it to keep an to eye out point, we would see evidence of that inside you would no normally you right. would but all the right. easiest thing to do is if you have an extermination service have them check the house period when they come out to do service work for you. And, uh, you know, just kind of keep an eye out for it that way. All right. So if they've been on the exterior, they may come back. Just keep checking on it. They definitely can come back. So you, you definitely want to keep watching. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Thanks for your help, Tim. You bet. Take care. Bye. Bye. And on the termites, you know, there are a lot of the exterminating companies 
will not exterminate for termites. Now, they'll kind of look around and see if they see them, but there's very few companies left that will actually do treatments for termites just because the warranties and stuff like that are, are rather pricey uh, when the, if they do return. And so you're, you're a lot of times stuck with uh, Orkin or, you know, one of those uh, Terminex, you know, one of the big guys like that because they have the deep pockets to cover the, the warranties and such. There are other companies who do it, don't get me wrong, uh, but that's normally the reason that most of them don't want to get into doing termite exterminations. Uh, and the one you really got to watch for, even though we don't hear as much about them anymore, is the Formosan termites. Uh, when when they first hit, we heard a lot about them because they are fast. And by that, I mean, if they get into the wood, it is gone rapidly. So you got to really keep an eye out for them. But um, I think that's slowed down just a, a, a little bit and we're, we're better at watching for it. What are you watching for typically on termites? If you start seeing a little tube run up the side of the foundation going up to the where the brick or the siding is that's a great indication you have a termite issue on the inside on your sheetrock if you start seeing these little pinholes and it looks like it's got dirt around it that's an indication you've got termites and so you'll want to get somebody out to look at it and and get it treated right away you know the mud that comes up the, the side is their trail to go inside and typically, by the time you're seeing those little holes in the walls, in the sheetrock, uh, where it looks like a, a pinhole in the dirt, the paper behind the paint is eaten up with termites. It, it's, it's full of trails and stuff in there, uh, but it's still not in necessarily eaten all into the wood, but it's a good indication that it probably is. So that's the reason that if you start seeing that, you need to make that call immediately. Uh, the worst thing you have to do when you have termites, like I said, is get the worst thing is have the whole thing tinted and then replace a, a bunch of rotten wood that got eaten up by the termites. And honestly, you know, it's it's some uh, lumber and sheetrock and things like that. But if you don't have to do it, don't do it. I mean, make the call early and, and avoid that problem. So it's a lot like foundation issues. It can be prevented. You just have to watch and catch it early. David, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hi, yes, sir. I just have a question about a uh, cathedral ceiling. Okay. Uh, it's my grandmother's house, um, and the ceiling's about 16 feet high or so. Um, would a false ceiling like you see in buildings, would that be a cheap, easy way to go to um, help cool off the house? Because it gets really, really hot, and the house is like 40 years old. It's a well, brand new AC, brand new furnace. Yep. Um, but we haven't replaced any of the windows or the insulation. Well, and that's part of the issue is the insulation mm -hmm. in that cathedral ceiling is typically six or eight inches. Uh, it doesn't get to be that 15 or 16 inches that we have in the rest of the attic. Now, you may want to check the insulation in the rest of the house to see how thick it is because that's what you're typically looking for is, like I say, 15 to 16 inches. And did you say the house is 40 years old? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So you also may want to talk to the, the folks over at USA Insulation. 
uh, they have a foam insulation that they can inject into the walls. And, you know, fiberglass insulation from 19, basically 80, would be R13 in the walls at best. That's kind of when they changed from R11 to 13. With the foam injected, and they've got a non-expansive foam that they can put in there, uh, they can raise it to like R24, R26, something in that range, plus seal it up, and, and it just makes it way more energy efficient. And that's kind of where you're headed with what you're needing to do. On that cathedral ceiling, uh, I wouldn't put a false ceiling in there because you've, you'll have nowhere for the air to vent, so as the heat builds up, it just stays in there. And it will still okay. heat up the living space. But some things you can do to make it more comfortable in there. One is they make a product called Cool Coat. And it's K-O-O-L-C-O-A-T. It's an additive that you can put into regular paint. And when you paint that ceiling in that room, put that Cool Coat in there, it acts as a radiant barrier. And that will help to keep the heat from coming in. Uh, the other thing is, whenever you re-roof that house the next time, take a look at Energy Q Radiant Barrier. It can go under the shingles, and that will drastically uh, reduce the heat load that's going through to that insulation. And then the final thing is, on those cathedral ceilings, inter, uh, USA insulation, that non-expansive foam they have, in most cases, they're able to put that in cathedral ceilings as well and that would drastically raise that r value there uh taking care of that insulation problem you got okay okay well thank you very much for answering that yeah i didn't i don't want to go into any research on false ceilings if it's not going to help anything yeah yeah you, you wouldn't have a vent there so it really wouldn't help you any okay all right i'll look into the uh what was the name of the company you said USA Insulation. Uh, in fact, USA if you go to our yeah, if you go to my website thipro.com, you'll find them there. All right, yes, sir. Thank you very much for uh, helping me out today. My pleasure. Hello, Alan. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for what you do on your show. I love it. I listen all the time. Thank you. Wanted to get your thoughts. We bought uh, an investment property two or three years ago. It's a two thousand or newer. 2,400 square foot, two-story, standard cookie-cutter home. And the uh, the occupants uh, sent us a message last night that the foundation has shifted so much they can't open the front door. And they got cracks in the door frames everywhere else, but I haven't been there yet to look at it. Is uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I did install sprinklers on the entry on the left, but I leak-checked them, ran them for five minutes, two zones each, and that was uh -huh. it. I haven't done anything else because of the restri water restrictions. Right. But, um, and the, the entry doors on the left on the side where I installed the sprinklers too. I thought maybe that might be it and maybe I could water the other side, kind of help the situation. Thoughts? Well, you know, because of the water restrictions, you're going to need to use some soaker hoses or drip irrigation. Put it around the foundation, run it, put it on a timer so it runs twice a day, 15 minutes each time. That'll get moisture going back into the soil and cause it to expand. Now, it's not going to expand all the way back the way it was, but it'll okay. darn sure help. And those okay. are exempt from the water restrictions until we get up to, like, stage four or five. Oh, okay. 
Now, Great. I will tell you up front, renters a lot of times, oh, you're running up my water bill. It, it does increase the water bill, you know, 10, 15 bucks. It's usually not a huge deal on the water bill, but renters will, will make a bigger deal out of it than it is. Uh, yes, sir. That's going to help you minimize the problem from getting any worse than it is right now. And, you know, ha have my company do West Foundation Repair. Come out, take a look. It doesn't cost you anything to get an estimate so you, you know what you're dealing with. Do you got some nice trees out in that front where those uh, uh, doors are starting so to stick? The, H the HOA sent out nasty grams about two, three, four weeks ago. There's one oak tree per front yard per house in that neighborhood the house next door is all dirt there's no grass yeah We're burned up we have one oak tree trying to make it yep um so i got well, one tree it's 25 30 foot tall but it's an oak it's making yep, it and and its roots are reaching out looking for moisture and it's finding it under that foundation and that's probably why yes, it's sir. rapidly moving so a simple root barrier may help you out tremendously as well but like I said, give Due West Foundation Repair a call and uh, let us take a look at it, and we'll be more than happy to, to help you out with it, okay? Thank you so much. You bet. Take care. Robert, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hello, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, we're remodeling um, an older kitchen and an older house, and we took up the ceramic tile in the kitchen, and the rest of our house is oak flooring, and we're going to put in some laminate flooring, and we want to put in some transition strips. The transition strips that I bought have like a little quarter inch sticking out in the bottom. Is there a, a strip that goes underneath that that that's supposed to snap into? Because I didn't get it when I picked up the material. Yes, there is. And, and they they typically sell them separate. Okay. Is it, uh, are they standard sizes? Like if I buy a metal strip as opposed to a, plastic one because i'm afraid the plastic will crack with time well i've had mine down for 20 years and they haven't cracked yet wow okay well i'll call the company then and see if they got them i'm sure they've got them they just maybe forgot yeah yeah just just check on them and uh what happens is the the wooden strip comes out being eight feet long those little plastic strips are three feet long and so you gotta use multiple ones typically because they're made for like the doorways and stuff like that but uh they work very well and you shouldn't have any problems with them breaking okay thank you so much you bet take care hey tim are you there hey how are you thanks for taking my phone call you bet how can i help you okay i've got a house that was custom built in 2000 and it's got champion windows aluminum um double windows, thermal, etc. Uh -huh. But I'm starting to have leaks around the windows. And it's a brick house. And so I've had people come out and cough, etc. And it seems like it comes back. The question is, do I just keep on having people cock it? Do I end up trying to replace a huge number of windows? <laughs> and is it so is it's it leaking, the, the caulking is being done where the window meets the brick, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I I don't know that that's the source of the leak. In, in other words, um, it could be bad installation, could be defective window, 
could be uh, just a caulking, the seal on the window. So I can't tell you exactly what it is. Sure. I've had people out and they look at it, they do a water test, we can't do it. But sure enough, with hurricane season, uh, matter of fact, there's somebody out there. That's why I had you on mute when I was asking them a question. And my Spanish isn't very good. <laughs> so well, w- when you have it caulked, does it fix the problem? Well, the thing is, they they caulked. I had some windows replaced where the seals were broke. Uh-huh. Uh, so I can't tell you exactly what fixed what. <laughs> okay. So there's, well, I actually, the, my main problem is that on the back, on the second floor, there's a TV game room that's got that's got three windows across that are like three feet to six feet tall, and then uh-huh. above there's a two bricks going across, and then there's an arch with three more windows going across, and that top one ends up. I end up on the bottom windows. It ends up dripping through onto the blinds and then down to the windowsill. So okay. it's not rough and I've had those windows replaced and I've had them caulked and it's like, wait a minute, we need, it's like going to a doctor until they really find the problem. You can spend a whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And get nowhere. So, and if I do replace the windows, my question is, you have wood windows, you have aluminum, and you have uh, the plastic. Right. So Vinyl. Vinyl. So yeah. that, that's my problem. I don't know the answer. And which window would you be recommended? Thank you. Go well, ahead. Obviously, I haven't looked at the place, so I can't say what's causing the leak. But I will tell you, most of the time, it is the caulking that causes the leaks. Because the way windows are put together nowadays, and your house is only 20 years old, you know, the glass is pretty much sealed onto the framework, and then the window gets installed, and it gets caulked around it. On new construction, they're they're also doing weather stripping around the outside, and if that was skipped, that could possibly explain some of the issues you're having. Uh, As far as new windows, you know, I personally would... First, verify what's causing the problem by caulking the existing windows before I had new ones put in. If I go with new windows, I can tell you what I put in my own house. It was vinyl windows. They're extremely cost-effective. They are extremely energy-efficient, uh, and and they're durable. You know, a lot of times people worry, oh, well, it's, it's going to uh, crack over time. Yeah, you know, it may 40, 50 years from now. Uh, by then you're going to want different windows anyways. So uh, that's what I would go with. Now, unless you want the look of wood or the fiberglass uh, stuff that's offered, uh, then you go with those. But for the money, you're not going to beat the vinyl windows. But again, start with having them caulked and sealed first. Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.